welcome to Monsters and Mixers, the spine-chilling podcast guaranteed to quench your thirst for all things spooky and one thing drinky. Can't get enough of paranormal or true crime stories? Then this is the place for you. We are your hosts, Amy and Emma, and each episode will feature a new story and a new cocktail recipe to help calm your nerves while you listen. So grab your ingredients, pull the covers up tight, and prepare to be terrified by tales of the darkness among us. Welcome to Monsters and Spritzers. Did you see what I did there, Emma? Ha, ha, ha. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, I see what you did there. I figure since we are having our very first listener-submitted spritzer, we should officially name it that when we start. I'm really excited gonna call it that every time no just this one time. okay but it is but it, it's monsters <laughs> that's and news to me spritzer edition which gets a little wordy when you try to say it all together like monsters and mixers spritzer it feels like a lot yeah i guess it's a mouthful definitely is anything new and exciting going on in the world oh yeah we were gonna talk about we went and saw the new candy man the other day which thing um if saying candy man five times in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> brought that man to my door I would just that's just a risk I'm gonna have to take because that was the most ugly. beautiful candy man I've ever seen in my life don't give too much away don't he's spoil just, it let's just say he's a beautiful man it's a beautiful cast of people it was a good movie a very different if you go into it like thinking it's gonna be like the other candy mans it's not really but I liked it I didn't think it was too scary I didn't think it was very scary either I mean there were parts where I was creeped out mm-hmm. and it had that candy man feel I also think they really cut back on the gore. Yes. And they also, what they did keep true to the disgustingness of Candyman because the, I remember the first Candyman being pretty gross at parts too. Mm-hmm. And this kind of had like the icky parts as well. Yeah. Well, it was that, you know, the actor was the original actor yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So he reprised his role in case you don't know. Still didn't make me afraid of bees. I still love bees, but. <laughs> I was a little grossed out. If you have tri- trifophobia, mm-hmm. um, just be forewarned. Yeah. It is definitely it's triggering. Nasty. A little gross. I'm actually thinking about it right now. It's making me a little gaggy. There's a lot of good scary movies about to come out, though. We got the new Halloween. We have the new A24 Lamb, which is going to be so good. I hope. If it's not, I'm just done for the year because my expectations are very high. What's we the have one we're Malignant, 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 which is so out on HBO so tonight, I think. I cannot wait. Which is by James Wan for all of you horror fans. It's kind of a big deal. The devil works hard, but James Wan works harder. <laughs> that man does not take a break. He definitely goes at it a lot. And everything he does is pretty good. Yeah. I've liked all the stuff he's done. He did Saw and The Conjuring. I like the Saw franchise. They got a little weird in the middle, a little gross. I haven't seen the new one yet. It's viral. I know. It's I heard it was alright. It's got Chris it's Rock. Different. I like Chris Rock. I feel like it's kind of like this Candyman where it's like, they're kind of just trying to do like world building stuff with all of these old horror movies. Um, I'm certainly staying true to the... No, but one thing I will say about the new Candyman is you could definitely feel Jordan Peele's um, influence on it. Mm, It definitely is more of a social allegory than I think the... And maybe that was what they intended with the original Candyman, and I just didn't realize. Because I watched it a long time ago, and maybe I just didn't pick up on on the societal issues being discussed. And this was way... You couldn't miss it. Oh, no. It was like all they talked about pretty much the whole point. It was very good. I liked it. Go see it if you're a fan. Yeah, the new Halloween sure. looks awesome. It does look awesome. The trailer looked 
freaking amazing. It's because Jamie Lee's a bad bitch. Jamie Lee Curtis looking a little old. <gasps> She's. I am so sorry, Jamie. Lee. I love Jamie Lee oh Curtis, but I feel like they're trying to age her in the story because I mean, I think this is like a fifty-year-long story at this point. I think they definitely, definitely made her look older yes. than she looks. And well, I mean, if you had the boogeyman back, coming, man. I love her, but if you had the boogeyman coming after you your entire life, you'd probably age a little rapidly. Too. I hope. Yeah, Jamie Lee in person does not. Look oh no! Old. I just in the trailer. You didn't need to say that. No. Because that's disrespectful. Her character is looking good. Yeah. But it looks very good. I always get kind of scared with the newer. We get a new Scream, too. Sometimes. How soon. do I not know that? Scream 5, right? Who's in this? Um, A lot of people. Give me one second. It's like the cast is... Emma Roberts, right? The cast is, like, loaded for this Scream 5. Well, while you talk, look for that, I'm oh, going to talk about... Oh, 2022. We get it January 2022. We have... Nev Campbell is in it. Dylan Minnette. Which is the guy from Thirteen Reasons Why? Oh, okay. David Arquette, Courtney Cox, um, Jack Quaid. Is that Dennis Quaid's son? I don't no, know. But I hope you watch him like his dad. And Dennis Quaid is here. And then just a bunch of randos. Um, well, that's pretty cool. I do not know how I missed the memo on that. Have we talked about that? And I'm having some kind of a no memory lapse. All right, because we have not. I'm feeling a little scared. What I was gonna say, I interrupted you. Sorry. Um, I was just going to introduce our spritzer because I really want to take a drink right now. And I'm trying to wait, trying to wait to make sure. <laughs> Sorry. That I'm, now I'm scared. <laughs> I wanted to do it on the actual podcast and not beforehand. Unlike you, you cheated. I was really thirsty and it looked good. Sorry. I was pretty appalled. I <laughs> looked over and she was like, hmm. Like, no. So we decided to go with a fall type um, spritzer today. Because I am in complete and total fall mode right now, and I know it's only September, and it's actually we're getting ready to get a heat wave tomorrow, and it's going to be like 95, but I don't care. I, it's, as far as I'm concerned, September hits, I want my fall, scary movies, pumpkins, all that good stuff. Yeah. It's like the second the Halloween candy starts hitting the store, it's like it's over yep. for me. It is time. So we have a spritzer made with, I have pumpkin spice apple cider and sparkling sweet white wine mixed together and emma has just regular apple cider and the wine and then we have like a cinnamon sugar rim yeah i got kind of fancy <laughs> you can see the pictures i post them on our socials and i'm gonna try mine it looks really yummy it's very good mm. i drink enough apple that cider is super good yeah i drink enough apple cider in the months yeah. of september and october to hold me over for like five years yeah i'm it's probably like my favorite this. thing ever I'm going to get a blinding migraine later and be like, what? <laughs> Which always happens to me. I don't learn my lesson. After we went to the movies and saw Candyman, we had our tub of popcorn, which is like $8 million, so you have to bring home your leftovers. And I decided to consume about half of the bucket before I went to bed, and I had the absolute worst popcorn <laughs> stomach in the history of the universe and really felt like I was going to have to call for it the next day. <laughs> We shouldn't have Kool-Aid with it. What have been yeah, double whammy? That tends to for me. Corn and Kool-Aid is not a good combo. It is not. And I don't understand because separate, they're so delicious. Mm -hmm. But together they do some toxic <laughs> brew. I don't know. All right. Enough about that. Because nobody wants to hear about the popcorn episode. Oh, what I was going <laughs> to say is, I, I know where I was going with that. As much as I felt like shit after I did that, I will not hesitate to eat a half a bucket of popcorn again because I love it. Same with the apple cider and pumpkin spice cider. Emma and I both get migraines, and it's a trigger 
but we're willing to accept mm-hmm. that risk. So yeah. hopefully I think I've like trained like Pavlov my brain into not getting migraines from it anymore <laughs> because I used to get such bad ones and I just like didn't stop drinking it. So now I don't really get them anymore. I can drink just like cider alcoholic beverages. I can drink regular cider apple juice. Give me it all. Well, I have not quite done that to myself <laughs> yet, so I will be in pain. But that's all right. Mm-hmm. We're going to push through it. So the wine might offset the migraine. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Or just make it the worst yeah, one ever. Make it the worst. Holy crap. All right. Like I said before, we have our first listener submission, and we are both really excited. It's really cool to interact with people who we know listen to the podcast. I know we just started out. And we are really new in the podcasting universe. And there's lots of great podcasters out there. If you are a sports fan, you should check out our brother podcast. We'll call it that. (laughs) But it's um, the More You Noble Sports Podcast. And it is done by Mike Noble and Caleb Noble, who are my husband and son and Emma's dad and brother. And it's really good. So you should give them a listen if you are so inclined to like the sports things. Yep. Do you have a story you want to share? You want to tell them how to share a story? Oh, yeah. If you have, uh, like she said, we're just kind of getting into the submission world. But if you are listening and you have, like, a spooky story of yours that you want to share, and it doesn't even have to be yours. It could be something that you've, like, heard or read somewhere that you think is, like, that stuck with you. And it's scary and you want to share it. Just share it with us. We like to read them. So you can do, like, this listener did. And if you want to, you can remain anonymous. We're going to keep your identity safe and change details to make sure no one knows who you are. But unless that is, you want people to know. And in that case, we'll be starting to give you all the props for your contributions to our podcast. For sure. So you can submit stories, questions, comments, etc., to us in lots of different ways. You can go on Facebook messenger at monsters and mixers pod. You can hit us up via email at monsters and mixers two at gmail.com. Via Twitter messages at Monsters Mixers. Or if you don't have any of those, you can do it via Instagram chat at Monsters Mixers Podcast. And if you don't have any of those, I would like to know how you found us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have none of those, please let us know where you heard of us from. And <laughs> how we can get that rock that you live right. under off your back. All right. So without further ado, we bring you the story that I have dubbed The Shadow Man. It is told to us by Carly from Alton, Illinois. Names and places have been changed to safeguard the identity of those involved in this story. And this is from Carly. I had just left my house in Bethalto after a difficult breakup and moved into a crummy apartment. I didn't have anywhere else to go, so I was stuck with the crappy place. My emotional state was not at its best, which is important later in the story. I cried all the time because of the breakup, worked three jobs to make ends meet, and to keep myself occupied. Before too long, working three jobs turned into just working two, and I had a little spare time. I spent this spare time clubbing with my friends, which sounds like something fun to do, (laughs) as a lot of us do. After getting home late, around 3 a.m. or later most nights, I began to see things. At first, I played it off as I was seeing things because I had too much to drink. But the situation quickly escalated and other people at my apartment began to see things as well. The first, quote, initial sighting. 
Sorry about that. We had a little interruption. Emma's contact popped out of her eye. <laughs> so we had to stop for a second. I was like sitting over here like silently trying to motion. It was going on for like 10 <laughs> seconds and she wasn't looking up. So I was like frantic. Deep in this shadow man story. <laughs> so we apologize. And someday that will stop happening. We'll make it all the way through a recording without having to stop. But today is not that day. And um, somebody gave the cat some crazy shit earlier. I don't know what's going on. If you hear cat, you know what? I'm not even going to explain it anymore. <laughs> you are going to hear cats. It's just how it is. All right. The first initial sighting was after a night out. I came home and went to sleep, but shortly after I began to have the feeling that someone was watching me. I hate that feeling. It's so creepy. Mm -hmm. Scared. I pulled my covers over my head and peeked out a small hole. Staring right at me was a man's face. He was directly even with me. This happened nightly for over two weeks. At first I thought I might be going crazy, but then the face changed into more and I realized it wasn't in my head at all. The man's face turned into a whole body apparition or more like a black shadow. I started to think of him as the shadow man. Each night he would be lurking and standing in the corner of my bedroom. It only happened once I had fallen asleep and only when I was alone. After several weeks of this, things changed again. I would still get the someone is watching me feeling, but now when I would gather up the courage to peek out from under my covers and look in the corner of my bedroom, the black shadow figure would lunge aggressively and dramatically towards me as, I, as soon as my eyes fell upon him. I knew I wasn't imagining things, but I still couldn't shake the feeling that I was losing my mind. And understandably so, that is so yeah. scary. I would just stop looking. Well, of course, Harley. Imagine you're living in your apartment. By yourself. Had this shitty breakup, and you're just trying to get back to your life, going out with your friends, and then you start being harassed by some presence in this place. Fast forward to a month later, and my friend was staying the night. We had been out dancing and drinking, and she decided to sleep on the couch. Midway through the night, she started screaming. I ran into the living room to check on her and she managed to tell me what had happened. She said, someone was in the house standing in the corner. I knew it wasn't an actual person, but we searched the tiny apartment anyway to make sure. Of course, nothing or no one was there. I played it off as she was drunk, even though I was secretly ecstatic that someone else had seen him too. I was not going crazy and this proved it. The shadow man continued to haunt me almost nightly for the entire six months I lived in this apartment. I moved out because the place was creepy and obviously haunted as fuck. During the time I lived there, four friends saw the shadow man. Unfortunately, it was always after a night out, so we never discussed it further the next day. I certainly wasn't going to bring it up and tell them all the details because I didn't want to look crazy, which I think is why a lot of people are reluctant to share their haunted stories. They are afraid they're not going to be with like-minded people who will understand and don't want to look insane. Especially women. Yeah. Like, it, it's like the horror movie trope where, like, the wife is very clearly going through some, like, haunting and whatever. And the men in her life are like, no, you're not. You're crazy. Yeah. It's like gaslighting. Yeah. The or or origination of gaslighting mm -hmm. was horror movies. I know. <laughs> All right, back to Carly, sorry. Fast forward and I'm living in a new house. I was so looking forward to normalcy after moving out of that crappy apartment. My spirit and mindset was back to normal and things were looking up. 
I still had my two jobs that I enjoyed, good friends, and was generally happy. I also thought the shadow man was a thing of the past and, been, and had been left at the old apartment. That is until about three weeks after I moved in. All of the same things began to happen again. The feelings of being watched while I slept, the shadow man looming in the corner, and him lunging at me when I looked at him. Each time I would shriek in terror. Only now, something was different. When, I, when it lunged at me, it did not disappear like it had previously. Instead, it would linger next to me for what seemed like an eternity. All I could do was cover up my head and scream. The only comfort I had in these moments was that it was just hovering by me and not touching me. Man, I wish it would have stayed that way. One night, the, quote, normal terrorizing events were taking place. As I covered my head and began to shriek, I felt something touch me. I uncovered my head in fear, only to find the shadow man hovering horizontally over me as I lay in bed. Frantically, I jumped out of bed and ran to the kitchen where I called my sister and hysterically begged her to come pick me up. She did, and we drove around until the night was almost over. That was the last night I only saw the shadow man during the nighttime hours. We're just going to pause there and let y'all digest for a second the things that poor Carly is going through. Um, I don't know if I would consider this a haunting, just reading through it. It sounds way stronger than that, especially with the touchings, but any initial thoughts? I mean, that's horrible. It's pretty horrible. I would consider it a haunting. What else it would be? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I guess I always think of things that can actually physically touch as more like a demonic thing than an actual spiritual haunting, but maybe that's just my own misconception. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because yeah. I feel like there are a lot of ghost stories where someone feels something touch them. Yeah. Or like I guess. a breath or like anything. Or I just, don't necessarily think that those are all demonic. Well, maybe they are, and you just don't know. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. All right, we're going to take a short little pause and we will be right back. Okay, and we're back with more of Carly's story. And she continues. From this day on, I would see the shadow man randomly during all times of the day and night. It wasn't each day or night, but just enough to let me know he was still there. My cat at the time, Fluffy, would watch it as well. I remember one day in particular, Fluffy and I were in the living room watching TV. She was my constant sidekick. When out of the corner of my eye, I saw the shadow. At the exact same time, Fluffy's hair stood up, she began to growl, and she ran into her room and hid. I could be cooking dinner, folding laundry, using the restroom, sleeping. No time was sacred, and I would see shadows darting across the floor. It was no longer just the shadow man. I saw multiple shadows of all shapes and sizes, some big, some small, some shaped like the shadow man, others not at all. I never really spoke of it to anyone, even my sister, and not even when she had to randomly come and take me for drives in the middle of the night. I didn't even mention it to my friends, not even to friends who stayed over and saw things in house number two. I was too worried I would appear crazy. Time went on and I was financially ready to buy a house. I moved out to house number three, which is my current house I live in. 
It didn't take long for me to realize house number three was not going to be any different from the other two. Same old shadows, different house. I continued not to speak of it to anyone and just learned to live with being, quote, haunted. It wasn't until I met my husband, Paul, that things got worse, a lot worse. I met Paul 16 years ago. We instantly clicked and he moved in not too long after. All was well in my life. I was happy, healthy, and in love. The shadow man was never discussed with Paul as previously stated. I didn't want to appear crazy, especially to him. When he moved in, things escalated quickly. The nightly visits from the shadow man still occurred, only now I had a witness to my screaming and torment each time he came. At first, Paul never knew why I was screaming until one night when my screaming woke him up. He saw it too. Remember, at this time, he knew nothing of the shadow man and his friends. He just thought I was having intense nightmares. The night things changed, my screaming woke him up as I was huddling in the corner of the bed, damn near on top of him. I expected him to try to calm me like usual, except this time he started screaming too. Oh my God, baby, baby, get out. He turned on the lights to expose whoever was lurking in the room, but of course, no one was there. This was the first night I finally told someone the entire Shadow Man story. I felt so relieved. Sadly, it didn't make it better. One day, Paul was underneath the bed working on the slats. We had an old canopy bed and it needed to be fixed. While under the bed, he heard a noise and looked over. He saw two steel-toed boots covered in mud and they were poking under the bed. Naturally, he immediately thought someone was in the house. He darted out from under the bed, ready to fight whoever was there. Except, neither the boots nor the person wearing the boots were anywhere to be found. I was at work during this time, and it now appeared that things were also going to start happening to Paul when he was home alone, just like they did to me. I couldn't help thinking the shadow man was trying to make him leave. Another day when Paul was home by himself, he was in the living room working on something when all of a sudden he heard a noise coming from our hallway. He quickly looked up and saw what looked like a girl with long black hair peeking her head out from around the corner of the wall. He could not see her face because her hair covered it. After standing there for what seemed like an eternity, staring at her, her head disappeared back behind the wall. That's scary as shit. Got a whole family in this bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a little sip. And just re right, uh, just collect my thoughts. And just feel really sorry for Carly. Shit. Okay. As more and more things started to appear, the shadow figure started to change shape as well. When it appeared to us, it now had a face instead of a blank visage. When I would see its face staring at me in the night, it looked to be similar to like an old Beethoven-like figure. It had white hair, an extremely wrinkled face, curly hair that looked like an old-time president's wig. The shadow man also now wore clothing. I think he didn't make it before. I don't know. Well, she couldn't see it. it oh, that's a shadow. He appeared wearing a striped green and brown shirt. That shirt still haunts me in my dreams. Despite these new changes in appearance, the same old routine still continued. The lunging, hovering over me, and standing in corners of my bedroom watching me. One day in particular, I was home making dinner, and an enormous shadow came across the kitchen and engulfed the whole room in darkness. It was so large that at first I thought someone had turned out the lights. 
As I turned around from the sink, I watched a huge shadow move across the kitchen and enter the living room. When I ran in to see what it was, there was nothing there. Weird things like this continue to happen. I would hear Paul's voice say, baby, I'm home, when he would be at work. Paul would hear his deceased dad's voice, and we are both constantly seeing shadows. We decided enough was enough. We took it upon ourselves to break out the camera and try to snap a picture of what we were seeing and hearing. We went to each room and took multiple pictures, not knowing what we were about to see. Note, back then we didn't have cell phones with cameras, so she's taking like actual pictures. After getting the pictures developed, we discovered we had caught multiple entities in the photos in every room. There were face in, faces in almost every picture. Although they were obviously faces, these were not human faces. The best way I know how to describe them are demonic or ghoulish faces. We were scared to death and honestly didn't know what to do. We did some research and found a specialty shop that looked like it may be able to offer some help. The lady that owned the shop was a medium. As soon as we entered, Without telling her why we, why we were there, she asked me to see, quote, the pictures. The medium proceeded to tell me the pictures resembled my estranged birth father and the demonic forces were taking on his characteristics. She did not specifically say his name, only that someone I'm afraid of and close to me. She then suggested using sage in the house. All right, so things are about to get wild, I can tell you that. <laughs> Paul, who was my soon-to-be husband at this point, and I went home and followed her directions. We burned sage in every room and said the Lord's Prayer. We also said a quote she told us to say, you are not welcome here. We are not afraid of you. You must leave now. This day was absolutely traumatizing for reasons you will know shortly. Fast forward to that night. We thought we were going to finally get some good sleep without the constant torment and interruption of the shadow man and his minions. Both of us were sleeping when I felt a tug on my heavy blanket. As I opened my eyes, my blanket was being ripped off of me from the bottom of the bed by my feet, down to the floor. Paul was sound asleep, but he was awoken by my screams. He woke up to see the blanket being ripped off. Whatever we had done that day didn't get rid of the demons. It just pissed them off. I don't know why she would recommend they do that. No. That's a really bad call. It's I was really that too. bad advice. They're not in any position to be doing that on their own. No. And Sage is not going to rid your house. Like, newsflash. Sage is not going to rid your house of, like, 20,000 entities that you're dealing with. No. Yeah, that medium played you. <laughs> Sorry, Carly. Yeah. You got bad advice. Bad advice. Don't do that. Anyone listening who's going through something like that. We've talked about this before. Seek the help it's of someone okay. who is qualified to do that for you. And I hate to keep reading because she says, things got much worse after this. Almost daily, we saw people, heard things, and felt a general uneasiness. Fast forward the two weeks before our wedding. We were meeting the preacher to go over our wedding procedures and iron out the last minute details. As we were walking up to go into the church, I felt incredibly ill. It was as if I could not physically go into the church. I specifically remember having an internal conversation with myself saying, it's okay. It's just a church. Nothing will hurt you. Just go in. You may be thinking, how do you remember the exact words? Believe me, you don't forget the internal arguments of someone else inside your head and the moment you realize you are not alone. 
I truly believe something was attached to me on this day that did not want me or it to go into that church. And what I'm about to tell you proves just that. After the church incident, we decided that it was time to have someone come into the home. After doing some more research, a friend of the family who was a pastor of a church was recommended. We quickly called and set up a time for the pastor to come over. A few days later, he showed up with his wife and two other members of his congregation who happened to be mediums. We sat down and discussed the things that were happening, our religious views, family backgrounds, etc., and we prayed. As we began praying to bless the house, the mediums began talking out loud, but not to us. They were speaking to the demonic presence. I remember exactly what they said, but to this day, they will not tell me what the presence was saying to them. Here is what we heard. No, you are a liar. She does not. You are not welcome here. Get out now. They are God-loving. She does not. You are a liar. She does not. As we were hearing these words, every door was slamming in the hallway and upstairs, and this continued for about five minutes. After all this was done and things calmed down, we were told a few things. There were, are still some things that we would not share, that they would not share with us, but here's what they would tell us. They said, this was a de demonic presence that attached itself to me, Carly. It found me at my first house, the apartment, when my spirit was crushed and I was uh, very vulnerable. It attached itself to me and followed me to all three places. It will always be around and lurking, waiting for me to be, quote, susceptible for it to come back. I would need to watch out during times when I was sad or emotionally challenged. It took on a form that resembled my birth father in the la later stages of the haunting because it knew that was what troubled me the most in my life, and it fed off my emotions. My emotions made it stronger. The demon felt like I belonged to it, and when Paul moved in, the demon became angry that I was with another. I was told to not watch scary movies, read scary books, etc. in the house as it would welcome it back. And so then she has a side note she put at the bottom. Even as I type this to you, I am not at home and I will delete all these messages before I enter the house again. It is also worth mentioning that my birth father died some years later in the second house I lived in. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Literally terrifying. I had some massive feels when I was reading this the first time. Um, there were a few times where I felt like I was like welling up with tears. I was like, this is so scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's scary. I'm glad that it's better now. Yeah, better but not great. I mean, she's like limited to what she can do in life, which mm -hmm. is annoying. Yeah, I'm as someone who is an avid lover of all things supernatural and scary and scary books and TV shows and movies, it would be so hard for me to stay away from all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping Carly is not in the same boat. Which... But I guess it probably wouldn't be that hard for you if you knew that. Yeah. You could either watch a scary movie in your house and go back to that or not. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. watch scary movies outside of your house. Just don't watch them in there. Yeah. Carly, I have to drop us a line and let us know if she goes to the movies and watches <laughs> Five dollars on yeah. Tuesday. And sage in yourself. And, you know, we talked about the whole sage thing earlier, which is really true. If you don't know what you're doing, you can do a lot of, a lot of harm. Yeah. By saging your I house. Mean, you and... can, like, sage yourself and 
like cleanse and whatever, but I don't recommend like repeating mantras or like right. trying to challenge talk something to it mm-hmm. because you just I don't know. Well, it's just and not that's something you should really do. There's a difference between a sage for spiritual cleaning and to rid negative energy that you just do on a normal basis between that and trying to get rid of an active spirit that's haunting mm-hmm. your house. And in this case, a demonic presence that thinks that it owns you and tries to keep you from being able to go into a church, which is you know, very, very strong and very terrifying. I'm surprised she was still sleeping. <laughs> right? I would just be up all night. I, I would have had to change my address to the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Because I am I not mean, staying there. As she's learned, it probably would. Yeah, and I wonder. Still be happening there. Another question for you, Carly. Another follow-up question. <laughs> if you ever went on vacation during this time, did you get like a brief reprieve? Or did it come with you on those instances? I never even thought about it. Like people that are haunted by spirits mm-hmm. that travel with them. If it's something that does come. Because this just reminds me of like paranormal activity. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the same thing where like she's been like followed by the same whatever her entire life. And then she moves into a house with her husband or boyfriend, whatever he was at the time. Mika. Yeah. Mika. And it gets like way worse because whatever it is, is like possessive over her. Yeah. But we never really saw them leave their house in that movie. So I don't know. No, because they were pretty much locked down during that time. Yeah. But I would really like to know. And that's a question that has never occurred to me until this exact moment in time. That's what I was thinking. Like, I immediately thought of paranormal activity when I heard, like, the sage thing. Because in that movie, fucking Ouija he board. tried to bring that Ouija board in there. And whatever it was, Toby caught that shit on fire. I also feel like it was his intent, too. Like, Well, he was not, trying to piss it off. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't be poking him bear no not something that's like tormenting your wife every night no for sure i think they're just boyfriend and girlfriend either way don't be a mika mika was a dick and we saw how that ended (laughs) if you haven't seen paranormal activity you should watch it it's spectacular (laughs) emma just told you though mika does not it's been out for a while sorry yeah the statue of limitations for spoilers (laughs) is over for paranormal activity newsflash mika does not make it it's been up a minute that was, yeah, that was a good first one. It was. I, my like expectations no were like completely shattered by what I was expecting. Some, you know, just normal stuff. And it just has to be so like tiring too to think like, oh, I'm going to bring like, I'm going to move and then I'm going to bring this person to my house and I'm going to finally feel safe and then it just doesn't change at all. Yeah. Because that does, I mean, when I am prone to night terrors, I think I've talked about it before and you know, because you hear me screaming and acting like a loon. And it Sometimes the only thing that helps me get out of that mindset is knowing that I'm not here. But other times it doesn't matter. It's, you know, because I'm so in that space. But when I'm ever just normal scared, it helps to have someone else there to just know that there's another person there. Yeah. So to have that be betrayed in such an awful way, I would feel like it would be yeah, pretty Paul was probably like, what the hell did I get into? But <laughs> kudos to yeah, Paul because he put a, a ring on Paul's it. Paul's a ride or die. Stuck it out. I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, fixing a bed and then seeing, like, shoes and thinking that, like, your house is getting broken into. Right. And then you're, like, freaking out and there's literally nothing there. And you come out and it's like, so, surprise, Paul. It's always creepy to me when, like, you hear stories of things like that manifesting, like, physically. Yeah. Because it's one thing to see, like, shadows, but then, like, when it gets, like, physical characteristics, that's, like, a whole other story. Well, yeah, and she said it was beating on her fear so and i can't imagine how terrified she actually was so i'm sure well almost makes you wonder since it knew that that was like the one thing that 
scared her the most in life if it had been with her for a while. Maybe. like Because how else would it know? I mean, they're not psychic. Yeah. So maybe it was a super old spirit. Then or old Like, demon. followed her for a while. It's possible. That just... Which is probably why it was, like, protective over her. That literally just made me want to pee my pants. <laughs> well, you'd think that, I mean, if it knows, like, hey, this is the one thing that I could manifest into that would scare her the most is her dad. You'd think that it had been with her for a second. I guess, but don't we see that sometimes in cases of, like, demonic possession or almost possession where they know more than they're supposed to, like, more than people do? I mean, I'm looking back, remembering back to our exorcist story, and I feel like there were lots of things that Roland should not have known that he did because of the powers of the... Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily, like, targeting things from, like, Roland's childhood. That's true. I don't know. But that was a super good yeah, first. That's a good story. Viewer or listener. I always say viewer. Y'all aren't watching us. <laughs> We're just sitting here wearing our best clothes and being fancy, <laughs> drinking spritzers in the basement. We appreciate you joining us for another episode. Thanks for listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. Please follow us on all of our socials. Uh, we listed them earlier, but on Facebook, we're just. Monsters and Mixers Pod on Twitter we are at Monsters Mixers and on Instagram we are at Monsters and Mixers Podcast. Like and follow us on your preferred listening platform. We're on Apple Music, Anchor, Spotify, Google Play. We're on all of it. We're on all of it. Anything you want. Leave a five star rating and send us those stories via email at monstersandmixers2 at gmail.com or at one of the socials that we just mentioned. And just another little brief side note, I got our merch going and it's super freaking cute and I'm so excited that as soon as I can find out how to properly get everything to load on the merch store it will be up and ready so if you feel like you want to order some stickers or there's like beanies coming because we have like cold weather coming up hoodies t-shirts I made some tote bags water bottles coffee mugs iphone cases which is like something simple that you could just everyone needs a phone case even if you don't have one (laughs) if you feel inclined look for that to be coming out within the next week or so Until then, see you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and concoct a delicious new drink, which we can say this time because it was delicious. It was good. To wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts and make some toasts. Mm